Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. An outstanding squeal this morning. Thank you. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Good. I am currently on my way to Wisconsin. Right. Or will be Monday morning. Right. When this is released. We record on Sunday, but Tony is headed to Wisconsin for some training on Monday, so we're going to attempt to... Uh, Skype the rest of the week, so we'll see how we'll that see goes. How, there might there might be a show tomorrow. There might not. We'll, uh, we'll we're going to record one. We just don't know if it's actually going to make it out. Right, or it might be one of us alone. We don't know. It's not going to be this person alone. No, it might be me alone. Yeah, which is going to make it tough to talk to you. It will. No, we've got it figured out. I think. I hope so. All right. But on to the news. On to the news. Let's start with Disney Cruise Line. All right. Um, the Disney Wonder had their inaugural sailing from New Orleans. They did. When was that? Uh, that was this week. Nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, Tiana and Naveen, as well as the New Orleans Treme Brass Band, welcomed the ship. And uh, they are there for a limited engagement. Um, this is the first year they've gone out of New Orleans. And uh, they will be, they've already announced that they will be back next year. Um, while you're in New Orleans, they are doing uh, itineraries to the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Okay. And most of those uh, ships uh, will stop at um, – sorry, most of those uh, sailings will stop at Disney's private island, Castaway Key. Nice. Because a lot of the ones out of Galveston don't, which I think is disappointing. Right. Yeah. It's a little further away. I guess. I would go on one of these. I don't – I'm not too excited about a Bahamas cruise or a – I think a lot of the ones out of Galveston do like Western Caribbean mm-hmm. and don't touch on um, Castaway, which is a right. bummer. Yeah, I think it's very so exciting. Good. So, so you know, this ship has the uh, Tiana's restaurant in it. So there's a very New Orleans feel to it. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of interesting that they actually get to go to New Orleans. Yeah, we got to get this. We have to get on that ship. Right. We need a trip on the Wonder. And I need to go to these restaurants. We need the Magic and the Wonder we need a shot at. The, right. The new restaurants and everything. Yep. So they are doing out of their four, six, and seven-night Western Caribbean sailings, a seven-night Bahamian sailing, and a 14-night Panama Canal cruise, which is the okay. repositioning yep. repositioning cruise. I want to get on one of those, too. I have high aspirations for my cruises. Yeah, but you don't like the cruise for more than, like, five days. I don't, but I really that's want to do the Panama Canal. That's what's going to be tough for you. I know. I, I think I want to do the Panama Canal cruise on a different cruise line. It's like I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I just need to do it on like a ship where I haven't already eaten all the things off the menu and been to all the entertainment, you know, where things are different so that You, you do realize that a 14-day cruise is like nine more drinks of the day than you're used to. It's true. So we'll just keep you sufficiently liquored up. Okay. That sounds like a plan. All right. In Disneyland, the Disneyland After Dark uh, Pixar Night is going to take place on March 5th. That is true. March 5th from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. at California Adventure. You'll be able to party with some of your buddies, uh, Mike and Sully, and some of the Incredibles, and Edna Mode. Uh, they're going to have, of course, limited time food oppor- uh, food opportunities, I guess, food offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, some cool photo ops, and, uh, of course, merchandise. Um, you will be able to get into the park after 5 p.m., and if you're interested – you can go find those tickets on Disneyland.com. So now is that only on March 5th or do they offer other nights? It's only on March 5th. Oh, it's uh, much be a like big the, one. Much like the 80s night that is a, I, I want to say once in a lifetime, but not really. Once in a blue moon type mm-hmm. of occurrence. Okay. Also a once in a blue moon occurrence, I hope, was a small fire backstage at the Disneyland Park. 
Um, that was on Thursday evening, and it took place at sort of an ironic place. It did. It took place uh, behind the firehouse, uh, in which is actually Adventureland. You don't realize how close those lands are mm-hmm. until you take a look at a map, uh, you know, Google map overhead view. Um, but uh, it was a small vegetation fire. Guests were actually rerouted uh, into uh, some different areas in Adventureland and Main Street, and there were some brief power outages in that section. But it was uh, very quickly contained and put out. Well, that's good. Uh, And now let's move to Orlando. Um, The Disney Villains After Hours at the Magic Kingdom took place this past Friday. Um, so I'm sure that was fun. And they are, they have more, this is, those are not once in a blue moon occurrences. They, um, continue on and it looks like those are available from now until July 10th. Correct. Very good. And I think they've added some things this year. This year they have a villain's caravan parade. So at, uh, you know, uh, this hasn't happened before. Uh, so they put a new parade together. I watched a little bit of the footage. It's led off by Gaston and you get to see Lady Tremaine and some of the other villains, um, it's, it's, it looks like it's pretty cool. It's not as cool as the Halloween parade. You know, the Halloween parade's a little darker, a little scarier than most Disney parades. Um, this doesn't really have floats to it. It's just yeah. kind of the villains I mean, in a big this, caravan. I mean, the number of nights that this runs versus the number of nights that something like the Halloween party runs, I think is, um, not close to as many. So, I mean, if it became a thing that they did a lot more often, right. then would, maybe I'm they'll sure end they up doing some, some sort of floats and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But for now, um, it's nice that they're offering something Uh, So you can see more of the villains when you're at Villains Night. Um, At Disney Springs, uh, Haleo has added a second night of their truffle and wine dinner. That's right. Last week we told you about this special one-night-only event. Well, this one-night-only event now has a second night, um, February 13th at 6.30 p.m. It is their truffle and wine dinner. What was the first date? Do you remember? Uh, The 12th. All right. The nice thing about... The 13th is now you're getting even closer to Valentine's Day. So it might be a nice thing to do, you know, as a Valentine's gift or, you know, something to do together. That's right. Enjoy the truffles that were found by Pepe, the truffle hunting dog. (laughs) You should be a pig. Uh, The Space 220 restaurant has had its opening pushed back to April 6th. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, this restaurant's kind of gone uh, from fall to December to January. It's just kind of been all over the map. The the executive chef quit. They had to rehire the chef. Um, But it it was set to open on March 30th, but it has now been bumped to April 6th. And apparently what happened is that a large pane of glass broke during construction and it needed to be reordered, which takes about eight weeks because it's a specialty glass. Yep. Once the new glass arrives, it is very possible that the roof, uh, a section of roof, may have to be removed in order to have this glass installed. Yikes. Yeah. Mm. I've been watching for those reservations. We'll see if they ever come. I would not be surprised if this did not open until summer. It's possible. Yeah. Um, also delayed is the Regal Eagle, which was supposed to open Rumor yesterday? was it was opening today at 1130. Oh, today. Okay. Uh, our buddy Dave was there. Dave wandered by that area and everything was still locked up pretty tight. Um, Some people, not Dave, spoke to a manager and uh, managers say there is no date currently listed as an opening date. So it's not that they missed it. Uh, The date that we heard last week was on a non-official Disney site. And as we know, sometimes those rumors can pick up steam. Um, I'm going to go the other way on this and say that it was supposed to open today but because disney itself published that anywhere maybe they were running a little behind schedule and felt like 
yeah, you know what? We're not totally ready. We're going to take, you know, an extra couple of days until we're like really ready. Now, if they had published the date themselves, they probably would have killed themselves to make sure it was open. But because they didn't. They're, you know, probably giving it another day or two to get you it where it how needs they, to be. You mean how they keep giving themselves safe dates for Space 220? Yeah, right. Yeah, but the Space 220, are they actually are they actually releasing those They've those put dates? Out dates. Disney they, itself? They keep pushing back and pushing back. Hmm. Okay. So, I don't know. The Regal Eagle. I, I had, what are we going to do? Because I had wanted to try to visit the Regal Eagle, which it will be open by the time we're oh, there. I'm sure it will In be. early April. But you have your heart set on... Uh, Tepanito every time. Well, Regal Eagle is a quick service. And, yes, and we still cannot Tepanito eat it for breakfast. Tepanito is a counter service. Yeah? What's yeah. your point? Well, one will be for lunch and one will be for dinner. Except the only reservation I could get at Tepanito was at 4 o'clock, so... We will eat a very early lunch at Regal <laughs> Eagle. We'll eat lunch at 11 a.m. All right. All right. Um, and a there's been some glitches in fast passes at Hollywood Studios that had people's Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run fast passes changed to other fast passes that were uh, different tier two fast passes. So they lost their Millennium Falcon ones. That's right. It looks like when they added Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it caused some type of glitch to occur. So um, if you did have Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, uh, it did give you tier two. Some people were excited to get Voyage of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Some other people got, uh, I don't know, uh, Toy Story, which, you know, Toy Story is not bad. No, but. But if you call guest services, uh, because you get an email that says, you know, there has been a change in your FastPass selection. We have changed your Millennium Falcon Smuggler's <laughs> Run to something else. No. <laughs> and if you call guest services, they will do their best to remediate that. However, what is happening is once you talk to guest services, they are giving you a, uh, what do they call them? The multiple, the multiple experience fast pass. Yeah. So this can be used on anything except Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run or Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> so anything that's not tier one. Anything that's not tier one. Right. But you just lost a tier one. Right. So you have the option to escalate that further to guest services and they will try to get you on to Smuggler's Run. Um, it just kind of seems like it's a little bit of a nightmare. Oh, I bet for those. I mean, because what are you going to do? Like they, that I'm sure then, then fast passes opened up for that, for smugglers run and people snatch them up. So now you've already got those full with the second group of people. Right. If you try to give them back to the first group of people, now you've got it double booked. How you can't get everybody on it. Nope. So yeah, uh, not a good place for Disney to be in. No. Um, the People Mover ramp is undergoing a refurbishment, and what does that mean for the People Mover? How do I get on and off of it? Well, that means that as you're looking at it, the left-hand ramp is open, and they've just uh, ingeniously <laughs> put down some masking tape down the middle of the ramp, and one side has arrows pointing up, and one side <laughs> has arrows pointing down. And it's just not moving, right? It is not moving. That'd be funny if you had to go up <laughs> it while it was coming down or go down it while it was coming up. Um, so it's just, it's very, it's very thin. Like those aren't super wide walkways anyway. Yeah. If you're a wider, uh, you know, a person with a little more girth, somebody's going to have to like stand on the side and suck it in while you go past. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a little rough. Um, no word on how long it's down or what is actually being done, but there is some, uh, scrim up, uh, towards the upper half of the, um, people mover ramp. Yeah. I mean, those things. Those belts run so often. I imagine that the mechanics inside 
but even more so the actual belt itself just have to be replaced from time to time. Right. So that would be my guess on and what's there's, happening there's there. some concern that this may be remediating the smoke issue that occurred about a week and a half oh, ago. Yep, maybe. There, so. Right. Um, and then the donut box, which is located by Test Track, is on its way out as the Test Track Burgers and Fries gets ready to open. That's right. For the uh, International Food and Wine Festival, the donut box was around. Uh, now it is being reworked into the Taste Track Burgers and Fries location. Uh, as we've mentioned a few times on the show, uh, with the closing of the Electric Umbrella, they are moving this um, Burger and Fries location closer to test track uh, because that quick service restaurant will be closed. So they're trying to move some temporary quick service locations around. It is just a booth. There are no seats around it. Right now. But right I, now. I think like it just doesn't make sense that you wouldn't put some picnic tables or, you know, or out, you know, some sort of outdoor seating out there. Like why would you not? Except for the fact that I believe that building right there is a bathroom and it's like very close to the restrooms. I, I, don't, I don't know that it's that comfortable of a location to be sit, seated Why can't at. they put them right in the front part? I don't know. Maybe that's a walkway. But in any event, I'm sure there will be plenty of trash cans for you to balance your food on. No, I'm going to say they're going to put some seating there. Well, that's we will, my... We will see in April. That's my prediction. Um, at the Kringla Bakery, they have now announced a new Olaf Oreo cheesecake. Is, is it as cute as it sounds delicious? It is. You be the judge of that. Eh. I had higher um, aspirations for that. Expectations? Expectations. I could have had an aspiration. Like, you know, maybe I aspire to eat it. Yeah, now you don't. And now I don't. Now that it's just a big hunk of cheesecake with a chocolate Olaf on top. It looks tasty, but it doesn't look as pretty or cute as I had thought it might. Really? For $6, it's, uh, eh, maybe it is a little small. I mean, I don't care about the size. I just more care, care about the decoration. The Olaf part is, looks like a white chocolate with uh, Olaf sort of printed in a pre-printed, um, I don't know how they do that. You know, they do like the food mm-hmm. food coloring food grade, print. Food, right. Yeah, like a decal. That's the word I'm looking for over the white chocolate. And it's just sort of stuck in the top Expectation? of. Expectation? Don't be fresh. Aspiration. Um, it's just sort of stuck on the top. But the cheesecake itself looks good. It's uh, Oreo crumbs on either side. It almost looks like a big fat Oreo cookie with the center being cheesecake with pieces of Oreo in it. Yeah, so check that out, the Kringla Bakery in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot. All right. At the cost of five ninety nine. Right. Um, and then Muppets 3D has reopened. That's good news. It did, yes. So apparently the carpets have been cleaned. Uh, the curtains have been cleaned, but people are saying that the chairs are still a little beat up. Um, yeah, so it was just you know, a quick It was a quick refurb. Up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, quick steam cleaning and everything's good to go. All right. Um, for March of 2020, the Magic Kingdom hours have been extended. Well, before you get into that, well, let me just go back you to the You want to talk Muppets. about the fountain? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So the Miss Piggy fountain, which had been disassembled, um, Miss Piggy, dressed as the Statue of Liberty, is back. However, the fountain over the years has lost elements. Um, they lost Fozzie. They lost Director Gonzo. Um, when the f- uh, last time the uh, fountain was refurbished... It was just Miss Piggy surrounded by the fish and two rats in a fishing boat. Uh, The two rats have been removed, and it is now just Miss Piggy. As a matter of fact, the fountain has yet to be filled, uh, but the fountain itself is open. Um, It's odd. Like, what does it it, hurt for them to have these other characters in there? I know, right? It's very odd. They just keep scaling it back. Every time they take the Muppets out of there, people think that the Muppets are uh, going to be disappearing. 
that mm. they're getting rid of the Muppets. Well, right now, I don't think they can afford to lose anything in Hollywood Studios. I think Hollywood Studios is busier now than it's ever been. So, you know, any I don't think they're going to be closing Muppets 3D anytime soon because it's just one more place to put people. You know what they are closing? What? The Star Wars A Galaxy Far, Far Away stage show mm-hmm. is going to be ending. Which, like I said, I don't really understand that. Like, there's so many more people in that park right now. Giving them something to do seems like a good choice and taking away something to do, especially something that's really probably fairly inexpensive to run. Right. I, I mean, you talk about inexpensive. They used to do the March of the First Order, which was, you know, a small scale parade of, right. of Star Wars characters. Right. Well, they ended that when Galaxy's Edge opened. And yep. now um, it looks like Star Wars stage show is going to end once the Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway is opened. So they're, you know, I'm not sure what they're, what they're taking away necessarily equals. No, because the problem adding. is what they're adding, yes, it will accommodate people, but it won't accommodate near the amount of people what they're adding will draw in. So there might be people who didn't even really care that much about Galaxy's Edge, but they're really excited for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So now there's this whole other group of people that are going to show up and it's one less thing now that there is to do when you're there. Right. I don't know. It just um, doesn't make sense to me. It boggles the mind. Whatever. To save a few dollars. You gotta, they got to make up the money somewhere, I suppose. But you know what they're going to get some of that money back on? What? Sporks. Yeah. Because the Sporks are now available at Docking Bay 7 in Hollywood Studios. Uh, they were available for $10 each. They were two weeks ago in Disneyland. They yeah. started selling them. So uh, now they are available in Florida finally. Sounds good. Um, now I'm going to go back to the story that you so rudely interrupted me on, that the March 2020 Magic Kingdom hours have been extended. Is that your expectation? What do you mean? Or your aspiration. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, March 2020 hours for the Magic Kingdom have been modified. On March 1st, 6th, and 7th, the park hours have been extended to 9 p.m. from 8 p.m. March 8th through the 16th and 18th through the 31st, the park hours have been extended to 10 p.m., previously 9 p.m., and on March 17th, the park hours have been extended to 11 p.m., where they were previously 9 p.m. Woo! Uh, extra magic hours on March 25th has been moved from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. to 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. So they short... Oh, they just moved everything an hour forward. Well, no, that doesn't make sense because on the 25th, the park is open until 10 p.m. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. They just moved it up. Yeah. So that only affects one evening extra magic hours at the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Uh, Next, let's talk about Big Top Souvenirs. Did something catastrophic happen there again? There was a small flood, as we mentioned last last week. And the whimsical uh, carpet that used to be in there has been replaced with a very generic gray office-like carpet. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's just what they could get in that large of a quantity that quickly. You know, they just wanted to shut down for a day and be back open. Um, who knows when they'll put in something better themed, uh, but we might just be I stuck mean, with that for a while. Who's paying that much attention to the carpet? Right, I mean, we like to say that, you know, there will be a, a change and they'll bring back that old carpet. But like Cheryl says, who knows what quantity they had on hand. Uh, you don't want to reopen with a giant stained rug. No. Because that rug that was previously in there was kind of a white. Maybe ivory. Well, type plus, color. I mean, there's like mold issues and all that kind of thing. Right. So, anyway, it's carpeted again, it's open again, and uh, just don't look too closely at the ground. Right. 
Um, and then Hollywood Studios had its 8 a.m. opening extended through March 14th. Um, typically, the park opening would be 9 a.m., but they're doing 8 a.m. right now. Right. Between Galaxy's Edge and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which opens on the 4th, they do expect some additional crowds coming through there. Um, and then the last piece of news that we have is during the investors call last week, Bob Iger mentioned that the Mandalorian, along with Baby Yoda or the child, will be back when season two premieres in October. And not only that, but there could be additional spinoff series based on characters introduced in the Mandalorian's first season. Cool. How do you feel about that? I don't care. I haven't watched it. I know it. you haven't watched it. So uh, until tomorrow, uh, this is Tony, who will be in Wisconsin. <laughs> and Cheryl, who will be in Seymour. And you'll be, oh, and you've been listening to <laughs> the, uh, what show is this? Disney Drive Time Podcast. Disney Drive Time Podcast. Whoa, somebody's been drinking.